protein. Protein? Maybe. Let's see how this works yeah. out. This might not be worth talking about, but I... I well, let's do it. Go for it. All right. So uh, this is from a movie called Food Choices. So I'm going to try to tilt this so I can... Because <laughs> in our expert studio, I've got to do this but i think i can can i can i just clarify because we've had a lot of episodes like back to back am i gonna need to move the microphone back up probably you think it's like down by go ahead yes um we've had a lot of episodes on nutrition yeah we've had a few yeah 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 so and I, i don't want people to get to get annoyed or tired about talking about it because it's extremely important. <laughs> I think sometimes we forget in this day and age that our mouths are our delivery system for how good our bodies are going to be. And what we and really the the old saying of you are what you eat holds more value for a peak performance level, not just as a human being for living a long life, a healthy life and fighting off disease and x y and z. But I think we have to take that more seriously. And again, not about diet is weight. We're talking about food, nutrition, and diet as, yeah, I mean, perf- as performance. Well, it affects I, your energy levels, whether you feel tired during course. the day. I mean, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I, you know, working in the corporate environment, you know, I had a whole snack drawer. So you, you probably haven't done this because you've been a long time. But I mean, I had a whole snack drawer. So like I would feel low in energy. I'd feel like, oh, I'm tired. I'd start to, you know, start to not not off per se, but I'd start getting yawning and all this other stuff. I got to head into a meeting. I got to keep working. I got people looking at me like, okay, you know, I got, I'm managing people. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'll have another energy bar. I guess I'll have another fig bar. I guess I'll have another whatever. And, you know, before you know it, I'm going through boxes of this stuff a week, boxes. So I'm eating like two, three of these things and I'm dousing myself with sugar. And I don't, and I don't appreciate that because I look at the label, I look at the wrapper and I'm like, that's healthy. Look at that. Whole grains. It's got, it's got whole grains. It's organic. It's got, heck, it's got figs in it. This is awesome. Yeah. I'm doing good things for my body. And it's like, actually, no. I mean, when you look at the sugar content, you're gassing yourself up with 60 grams of sugar, eating three of those bars a day, plus all your other sugar stuff. You know what I mean? Okay, so so what that does... It made me seesaw and... Sure. You know. There's a woman named Rhonda Patrick. Mm. She's been interviewed on Joe Rogan. She's been with... She's in that group of people I listen to, like Mm -hmm. Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris. She's like on my list of people that inspire me. And... She has a podcast slash YouTube show called Found My Fitness. And what she does is she breaks down, and some of it goes like way over my head, like, because she's speaking solely in scientific terms about what happens. And I was listening to one on caffeine yesterday about the benefits and the non-benefits of coffee and caffeine. And one of them is that it can reset your biological clock. One is it helps with your liver. It helps with a lot of things if you drink it at exactly the right time because caffeine can stay in your system up over 12 hours. 
So if you're having a cup of coffee, mm. at, and I just want to get to like why this is important. So this is the long way again, tennis rocker style. That if you have a cup of coffee at four o'clock in the afternoon as a pick me up, even a little cup, that caffeine will stay in your body. You're with me so far? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Till the next morning. Yeah. So you skipped REM sleep because of it. Mm. So if you do that enough, and some people will say, "Well, I mean, I, I fall right to sleep. It doesn't affect me." Right. You what think, type of sleep did you have? You don't know, right? And then what happened? Well, you do know. You skipped REM sleep. It just scientifically. Like, oh, if you happened. get one of those watches. If you get a digital watch, no, you it's, can, that's you can what measure. it does. Yeah, this is no, not, but I'm this. just saying, like, if you're just curious and you want to measure it, you can. No, I, I got it. But my point is, is not measuring it. My point is, what you put in your mouth, mm-hmm. well, if that affects your sleep at that time, yeah, right, that's different. Then there's also the kind of coffee that you have, right? So if you're having something that's just chemically altered coffee for flavor that may have mold in it. Well, mold can be inflammatory to all your joints. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's a good choice for a tennis pro. I don't know if having a cup of coffee at night is the right choice for a tennis pro or for anybody at that matter. Even if you think you're sleeping, I don't know if having that cocktail at, which I'm wrestling with myself. Don't think I'm, I'm here, you know, oh, I'm perfect. I'm not. Where I, after working, I like to have two beers a night. That's not good for my body to process before I go to sleep. So... I just want to clarify for people that we're not perfect here. We're ourselves. We're struggling with this also, but because my body is inflammatory because of our, I have rheumatoid arthritis, I can feel the effects. Yeah. So I had a beer last night and I'm, I'm groggy this morning. Mm. I, I can tell you 100%. Yeah. I feel different than I did yesterday morning getting up. And that, so that, so now let's, that's my segue to the well, protein speak. I, I didn't, I don't want to steal your segue, but I think that that it, it's almost like we have these things that exist in our life. It's like we're still walking through the Garden of Eden and we're still trying these things. And now we have more things than ever that are put in front of us, but we don't know how to use them. And we don't, the body's pretty forgiving up to a certain point, but then the body is, it's like there's hidden reactions that you don't know about that you can't really see. You know, you don't really like the, a big red flashing danger light doesn't go off if you have if you're either about to or you have a cup of coffee at 4 p.m. <laughs> you know you're you're kind of like well, I feel okay like you said I fell asleep or whatever or if you have a whole bunch of sugar before or whatever you there's no you know you start to and then all of a sudden your body does little changes like maybe you get a little paunch maybe you get a gut maybe you get some thigh maybe you get some whatever but there's still the body's like very adaptive and yet the body can't really talk back to you. You know, the body can't say, hey, dude, you got to stop this until something breaks down, something, which is really scary if you think about it. So you got to be really careful. And I think maybe that contributes to what you're talking about is that we've got to be really careful with the things that are around us and treat them not as water, as something that's naturally good for our body, but yet things that are, I don't know what, but they're treat them almost like exercise. You wouldn't go out and if you've never run and suddenly just burst out and do like five miles and try to do it. <laughs> Some people if you, do though. Yeah, like, I, I got this. I used to run in high school. I well, got yeah. this. Well, and people, people binge drink too. You know, people, I got this. Uh, what's, what's three more, what's three more my ties? You know what I mean? Like I, I got this, I, I, you know, or what's, you know, uh, it'll, it'll burn off. I mean, how many people have said to themselves, I'll just hit the gym in the morning. 
you know what I mean? And I'll, it'll, I'll burn off the hangover. I'll burn off the food. I'll burn off. And it's like the effects are compounding effects. They're not. Ah, that's the word compounding. Yeah. That, that's or cumulative. That's another word. They're cumulative. The effects are cumulative. Cumulative. And you, and you can normally tell from people that based on their, the, the one thing that Rhonda Patrick, she, she was talking to these three scientists on right. these specific effects and face drooping, yeah. lots of lines, someone that looks older than they are. Right. You've seen somebody that's 40 and they look like they're 55, 60. Yeah. I used to work with them. <laughs> right, right. It's like the smoker too, right? Working they're, constantly. Workaholics, yeah, people thing, who deprive themselves of sleep. I, 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 that was my tribe. People, you know, and that's right. Like, and you get this kind of gold medal for man. I worked through this. We're all in this, and and you're like, why? You're, this is you're, stupid. And for what? At the end of it, you're stupid. It's like you're killing yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's like I, okay. Well, and the big thing is, what do these things lead to? If lack of sleep over time leads to dementia. And I, I use this in another podcast. What's and then you forget your life. <laughs> what what was the point of doing? Then then you actually should have shouldn't have lived your life. It was the quest. It was the quest to. It was the quest to get to that huge pot of cash. It was the quest. But, but then you, you know? forgot you had the cash, right? And then uh, yeah, is, and then you can't really enjoy. But then maybe you never valued just living life. Maybe you just valued that, and so, or somewhere along the line you valued it as a kid, but then it got askew. It got skewed by this quest. You know what I mean? Ultimate quest to get that thing. You know? Right. I think we have to ask ourselves also, what's our currency as a human being? And I don't. And I, when I mean currency, is what's the thing that? What's the currency of our quest? While we're on this quest of life, right. what is the currency? Right. Protein. This is having to do with protein. We're going to find out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I thought no. I thought this was very good because. I think one of the currencies of the tennis rockers ethos, if you will, a currency could be um, to live a good quality of life while you're living it and not just um, check the box on everything, but to actually be more self-aware and to question whether you're living a good quality of life. And part of the things that I want to do are challenge our assumptions and Tennis Rockers kind of swims against the stream. There's a big stream out there, and the stream is like, eat this, eat that, eat this. It's always available. That's always available. And there's certain people out there, the counter-messaging we talked about in another episode, there's certain people out there that are like, wait a second, why are we eating this? What are we doing? Why are we doing this? So without that, with that, I'm going to play this. Um, it's, a, it's an excerpt, a snippet from a movie called Food Choices. And, uh, well, you can... Be the judge yourself. I'll try to uh, play it with some volume. It's almost impossible to design a protein-deficient diet surrounding, you know, a variety of whole plant foods. But what people need to know is there's never been a case of protein deficiency ever described in the world literature on any natural diet that met the sufficient amount of calories. You know, back to 1839 when protein was discovered, it had this incredible um, reverence associated with it and it just gained traction. But the evidence is very clear that humans do not need to eat a lot of protein. And when they do, they get a lot of health problems as a result. I mean, human protein needs are 
just tiny percentage of calories, maybe two and a half, three percent of calories. And if you were to eat the lowest protein foods in the plant world, which would be foods like rice, you're at eight or nine percent protein. So you're not going to become protein deficient. But the promoters of the low carb diets, the promoters of the sports drinks, the food bars, and all these kinds of things insist and market to the public that they absolutely must have more protein. It's just not true. In practical sense, in reality, the way we humans operate, we get ideal levels of protein if we just get it from plants. When we consume animal foods to get that protein, if you will, what we're actually doing, we're displacing the consumption of those foods that matter. And the foods that matter are plants. The amount of animal protein we eat is the problem. You know, in rural China and Japanese populations, healthier places in the world, people eat a little bit of animal protein, but for economic reasons, it's very, very, very tiny. They use one little piece of meat, they slice it up, and it seasons a dish for eight people. Here in this country, we have one gargantuan piece of meat, we put it on a plate with a tiny little bit of vegetables. We call that a meal. The problem is that when you eat too much protein of any type, you stress your kidneys, you stress your liver, and uh, when it's animal protein, you increase your risk of cancer. And uh, we see cancer is geographically distributed. The more animal food consumed in a society, the more cancer, more heart disease you get. And it's amazing, all the animals that we choose in this country to eat for protein and calcium, are vegetarian animals. Where's the logic in that? And I always like to remind you also, when you're eating your garbage, you never ask where am I getting my protein and my calcium. It's only when you come into the healthy world that all of a sudden you're concerned with where it's coming from. We're in the midst of this amazing protein push. Everywhere you look, the message is clear, protein, protein, protein. This idea that you need massive amounts of protein to simply uh, breathe air in and out of your lungs, uh, you know, and to be healthy or to perform as an athlete. Prior to making this dietary change, like my main nutritional strategy in a day was to see how many grams of protein I could get in. Like that was that, the only calculations I ever really did, I didn't count calories, I didn't count anything, was just like trying to get in exorbitant amounts of grams of protein in my day. Just because there are grams of protein on the nutritional content of something doesn't mean that your body can actually process all of those grams. Protein does some other things. It elevates blood cholesterol levels, which most people have not heard of. But that's about 100 years old, that idea, and been repeated several times, but always ignored. Animal protein starts heart disease. It increases things like uh, the production of so-called free radicals which are those highly reactive molecules that actually stimulate aging and encourages cancer formation. It also stimulates the production of the wrong kind of hormones. It tends to increase the level of estrogens, for example, in women, which in turn is associated with breast cancer. It changes the microflora in our intestine when we're consuming too much protein. I mean, it does all these things. There's lots of things we have to worry about in the American diet. Fiber, 97% of Americans don't reach the daily minimum intake of fiber. 98% of Americans don't reach the daily minimum intake of potassium, for example. The nutrients of concern for most Americans are the ones that are found in plant foods, mostly fruits and vegetables, and the ones that we're getting too much of in excess, whether it's calories, sodium, cholesterol, saturated fat, are found in processed foods and animal foods in general. Many people decide they want to improve their health by staying away from red meat. And instead, 
they begin consuming more white meats, like chicken, turkey, and fish. I always wondered if certain types of meats were really better than others. People think that they're going to be healthy by giving up red meat and instead eating poultry and fish. Stop and think about this for a minute. What are meat, poultry, and fish? They're muscles of animals. In one case, they have to move a limb. In another case, they flap a wing. In another case, they wiggle a tail. They're the same. High fat, high protein, high cholesterol, no dietary fiber, high in the food chain, so heavily polluted. From the standpoint of the effect of the protein and fat and those foods and their effect on health, it really doesn't matter. It's dose dependent, not type dependent. So fish is not healthier. In many cases, it has more fat than chicken and pork. But you have other issues with fish too. In the ocean, you have this whole hierarchy of things eating things that eat things that eat things. And so you concentrate all the pollutants in the ocean, including mercury, and fish like tuna that are some of the favorite that we like to eat. So fish is really not healthier. Don't kid yourself in thinking that if you're eating fish and chicken, you can eat more of it. Because one thing in common with these healthy populations around the world that do eat a little bit of animal food, whatever type they're choosing, it's really a tiny, tiny percentage of what they're eating in the diet. So fish doesn't get a free pass. A lot of people are being told to eat fish by cardiologists or to take fish oil. Uh, that's the other thing by cardiologists who say that if you do that, you'll increase your HDL cholesterol. And here's the problem with that. It, it's true, by the way. It just doesn't make any difference. Studies are pretty clear that in populations with very low incidence of heart disease, total cholesterol, LDL cholesterol, and HDL cholesterol are very, very low. So that's the wrong reason to eat fish or to take fish oil capsules is to increase your HDL cholesterol. Work on getting all of your cholesterol low. So I thought that was uh, kind of interesting to talk because, or to, to think about because, um, you know, it's interesting that as a culture, you know, we've talked about this in a previous nutrition episode that there's, you know, so much messaging that goes on with respect to like processed foods and things like that. But this doesn't really talk about processed foods. It only talks about them in an ancillary manner because it says, you know, it basically alludes to meat doing performing the same function to some degree as, and that's what T. Colin Campbell talked about. It performs the same function by crowding out the normal space we would feed ourselves with dietary fiber. So it's, it's crowding that out by, you know, having the giant steak or, or the giant, whatever, like we're filling up our stomach space. And instead with, instead of filling it up with fibrous foods, like, you know, vegetables, you know, we're, we're, we're pumping ourselves full of that stuff. So it's just interesting to me that it's like, this is not about slaying the dragon on the sugar and slaying the dragon on everything else like that. And I think this does relate back to tennis because I think there are a lot of tennis players, I'm sure that are like gobbling down, you know, Oh, I had this and I'm, I'm all gassed up. I'm ready to go. And it's like, well, yes, but you know, you didn't get a real balance and you didn't really, you focused a lot on protein and that's a big deal for everybody. Right? Well, when the met, so I won't lie. My favorite scene was when the doctor was talking about we have you know we have Dr. Pamela Popper who she was the one I really 
lean towards. Mm-hmm. I was I saw that she is the co-founder of the Wellness Forum. Right. Pamela Dr. Pamela Popper. Mm-hmm. That when she said, you know, we 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 have this giant piece of meat on this plate and a little bit of vegetable. We call that a meal. And then they show this guy with his giant, juicy charbroil. I was thinking, oh, it looks so good. (laughs) I was like, I want that. What's wrong with that, Pamela? And I like my steak. I like my ribs. You know, I like my meat. So, and I've gotten that messaging. I believe that. Like, this is... I bought the fish thing, absolutely. Now, I'm not saying that they're 100%. Everybody has an agenda. That's how I look at it. Yeah. It's not like I hear one thing and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, that's it. Now it's okay. Let me really think about this. I think that was interesting when they talked about in the history of the planet, there's never been a protein deficiency ever. <laughs> that right. rice has <clears throat> just as much protein. That was one, like that. That's cool. Yeah. Two, fish, poultry, the exact same effects as red meat. And not saying don't eat it. They're saying it is so out of balance. And then when you have industries yeah. that are based around, right, what's, what's the food pyramid? The food pyramid is bought and sold by industry Right. That's convinced Congress that this is what we need, our government, that this is what we need to do. And and I've said this before in early episodes, for one week, eat the food pyramid. Tell me how you feel. Right. After six helpings of grains and four helpings of dairy. And- well, I think there's also been, you know, such a movement where people are like, I can't eat all those grains. If I eat those grains, I'm just going to bloat up like a balloon and I don't want that, you know, so I'm going to eat lean meat. I'm going paleo, baby. I'm just going to eat meat. And and it, it actually, at some level is very satisfying <laughs> because you eat and you're like, yeah, I mean, to eat a hamburger or to choke down some ribs or to, I mean, it's really good and satisfying, but I mean, what they're trying to say is, you know, we're over consuming it. But interesting that we do have this affair with protein that we need it. I've done it too. Yeah. I'm, I'm part of the problem. Well, I think we do need it. it, That's where the real slippery slope is. We need it. But we're getting it already. But what is it? Yeah, but it sounds. How much of it? Yeah, but (laughs) what they're saying is it's already there. Just eating the fruits and vegetables and some rice and eat some nuts, you're good. Yeah, I, I think though, for somebody who is, maybe if you're if you're like you're in a highly active job, you probably need more of it than somebody else. Somebody else who is not in as active of a job, you probably need more of it. Or somebody who's going to play tennis or you know something, you definitely probably need more of it. Do you think though that? Although Rich Roll was on there and he's an ultra marathon there that runs, you know, he goes out and he runs fifty miles. So and how old is he? He looks amazing. He's like fifty yeah, he's something. A, I was going to ask you how old he is now. Well, they, speaking of amazing, so I met this woman and she was on there, Who's Karen it? Calabrese. Her so she's seventy three, Karen Calabrese. No, and she no, and she yeah, she's, is she single? I <laughs> I met her. <laughs> she she used to own she owns a restaurant in Chicago. It's called it. Well, it was it was called Karen's K A R Y N S, and I actually ate at Karen's and I met her. And, you know, at the time, I think she was like 60 or whatever, and she looked amazing. And here I am eating this food, you know, because it was buffet style, and you'd show up at the vegan buffet, and there was all these 
uh, you know, you walk up to like a regular buffet, but you're like, oh, this is a joke. This is a joke. Look at this. She's got like tostadas, like, and you take a tostada and the tostada is like as big as like maybe um, a button that you'd wear. Like I voted for so-and-so and and you'd put it on your chest and her button said, I'm still hungry (laughs) after I eat this dude. No. So I'm like the super idiot. So I'm walking. I'm like, well, I'm going to need at least three of these and four of these. And people are like, you know, that's very dense. That food is very, very dense. You should probably go easy and let your body. So I'm like, ah, puh. this is, you know, the whole thing. So I, I, I'm sitting there and I'm eating. Oh, this is the tostada, huh? And I eat it and I'm like, well, I'm going to be starving by the time this is over. And <laughs> I'm the one who chose this, right? And so I eat and I eat. And then all of a sudden my body starts to go, oh, oh, and I am, I am locking up. I overate based on the, the cheap non-filling foods. If you ever want a testimonial for the foods we eat versus the foods like this, it's night and day. And, and you know, so she's a vegan. She's it's a vegan. It's my first yeah. introduction to her. So yeah, yeah. She's yeah. And she, that, I mean, she looks amazing. Yeah, she does. And she's really like that. I mean, I met her in real time. life. She looks like that. Oh yeah. That's yeah. not, that's not, no, that's not a bunch of makeup. And, and I, and that, by the way, that's not like, that's not like, um, plastic. We're talking about a picture. Right? She's not plastic. She's, she, she's not, it's, this is, it's, it's, it's real. I mean, yeah, she's got some wrinkle lines from getting well, older, well, but she's, 70, yeah. she's 73, but she, but she's very, you know, and, and the, but the point is that I, after eating like that, I, I locked up like I thought I was going to have to go to the emergency room and have my stomach pumped because it was so heavy. It took me a good probably eight hours to start feeling relief. It was getting a little scary because I literally that's how dense that feels like you had the meat sweats where when you eat too much meat. And all I've never sudden, had that no. where you've had so much. You're like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is a <laughs> I'm your sweaty now. Your body's going into shock. Oh. It doesn't even matter whatever it is, whether <laughs> it's. Meat sweat. I had, mean, I've never even. I did. The vegan sweats. I had the, the vegan sweats. Dude, I mean, it was. These are very dense foods, like a lot of the nuts and things like that. So we have an issue, which no everybody in this country knows, with portion sizes. We all understand that. And one of the things when I. Because we've all been conditioned that we need bigger portions to survive. And there's value with big portions. That's the value. Right? Isn't that? No, absolutely. And when I switched to, I'm an OMAD, one meal a day. So when I, sw- it took me a while to get there. But as I, it started with intermittent fasting. I was, oh, I'm going to give myself a good 14 hour break. And that was pretty, became easy after a few months. And then that turned into 16 hours, 18 hours. So, as far as hunger goes and energy, and again, I'm, this is not for everybody. I'm just telling you about my journey. And I think that everybody's food journey and nutrition journey, diet journey is going to be different because we all have different body types. There's going to be genetics that come into play based on your heritage, things like that, where your ancestors are from, what part of the world, things like that. But I'm testing. I'm a testimonial to eating one meal a day. I move extremely well. I'm not hungry. Sometimes I'm 
I, I don't even want to eat today. And then, you know what? And this is my problem. I use it as a reward at the end of the day. There are days where I can just roll into the next, go to bed and not actually eat, but I do anyway because I have this thing in the back of my head. Oh my, well, I need the nutrition. You, I mean, I eat so many vegetables at this point, a variety. I just started using white roots and and anise and endive. I haven't really used those before. So I was at the grocery store the other day and I was like, I don't, these don't really look good, but I'm going to do something with them. And so I did and I broiled them in the oven and lo and behold on my veggie tacos, these are delicious. How, why haven't I been using these, right? Just, it was something that I was trying to break my, from my gut biome just to eat something different. And actually the, the when we had that, the last snippet you played a few episodes ago about fiber, these foods are really good for fiber. And I think it goes to show the how susceptible we are to this messaging that, oh, you need protein, you need energy. And I'll give one more example because I know you're, you have a comment on this, that schools say you need a snack. You need a snack for your kids. When my kids are with me on a weekend and we have fruit, nuts, and eggs for breakfast, they don't ask for a snack. We have granola also. They do not ask, for, and we had just water. You know, we, I don't really serve anything else other than water in my house. And they don't ask for a snack. We skip lunch. They're totally engaged. We're outside running around. We're hiking. We're building stuff. We're, we're whatever we might be doing. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. I'm saying with my kids like five hours. And they don't ask for those things. But yet in school, the messaging is, please make sure your kids have a snack. Here's the list. Make sure that they have a lunch. But they haven't eaten for nine hours with me. They didn't, they're fine. And then right around dinner time, that's usually when they ask for the snack, like around four o'clock. But isn't that interesting? So one would be, if they eat, if you put the right things in your mouth, you're actually hungry less. It's a weird thing because you're thinking, well, if I eat more, more, this goes to what you were saying. If I eat more, the more will let, it's like filling up your gas tank. I need more gas to keep my car going, right? Uh, but it's the or gas the that you're putting in. It's the, right. So the quality. So when you have a quality vegan little toast, Melba toast size thing. And you think, oh, I'm used to these giant pieces of bread. And they're like, no, no, no. That's the right fuel for your body. Right. Enjoy the taste. One's enough. And that's going to last. And also go slow. I mean, that's the other problem is that we're so used to jamming food down. We're just like, whoa. <laughs> well, that's a good sound effect. It's Can like, you, oh, I did that again. We're like, we're in the wild. Do you know what I mean? Like we're in the wild. We're like a toad sitting there. You know how like the, the tongue comes out and finds the fly or whatever. And it just like really quickly. We do the same thing. Effect? We do the same thing with the, with the snack bars or the whatever. And we jam it down really quickly. I mean, get, let's get this back to the tennis court. Cause I think it's important to see. We, we, yeah. Bring it around now. You, I'm sure you see this in your tennis lessons. You see the kids who come with a snack or whatever. It's interesting because your kids are playing with you and doing things and you're going out for five hours <laughs> and there's a tennis lesson that's an hour and everybody needs a snack break or they need to get refueled or they need to, you know, well, okay. They, they, they well, might dehydrate in the air conditioned <laughs> club. That's 
Right. But, but let's go back <laughs> to the food thing, though, just to be clear. I, I get it. But you see it, I'm sure, on the food thing, too, where they crack out the snack bar or not snack bar. Pro, whatever it is, protein bar, whatever it is. And it's like, oh, I got to I got to get fueled up. You know, you know what I mean? Do you see that when you're? Yeah, you know? it's, it's insane. Now, obviously, there's some people with with, you know, low blood sugar or something. They have some sure. Else, they have an underlying health problem. That's different. Yeah. But other than that, you don't need if you eat the things that. I no, but what do you see when you're on exactly the test? Exactly that. Exactly you, that. What do you see? Like, the, do you get like, yeah. hey, coach, I need a, I, I need to take a break. Or when maybe they don't say that, but then when you take a break, they go to their bag and. Yeah, it's most people, they have a bar or something, right? And do you notice performance differences before and after? No, because I think that stuff comes, comes I, I think that all of that is fake. It's, I think it's, it's like a placebo effect. The idea you're distracted by discomfort. Well, there's sugar for sure. No, no, but I'm, but I'm just going to go with the minute somebody feels a little hungry. Right. I feel like there's this knee jerk reaction. I've got to take that. I have to satiate the need right now. Right. I need to satiate right now. I think there's a, there's a mental correlation people make with starvation. Like I'm going to (laughs) starve. No, but you know what I mean? No, I do. If I don't do this. My body's clearly telling me something. Or, 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 or what, what, do you think it's this one also? I'm, I'm asking. Uh, I'm not playing well because I, I feel like I'm hungry. So maybe that's why I don't have enough. I need more energy. So it's this idea, this psychological thing. The reward at the end of the day, after a long day at work, which is actually hurting you, it's the same thing where, oh my God, I can't. Because let's be honest, there's nobody at the tennis club that is playing in an, a pro athlete level of training un- unless you're actually yeah. on that. Yeah. We're talking to real people in real time, not right. some elite tennis programming where you're training six days a week and you're working out for you know two-hour blocks, break, two-hour block, break, two-hour block, break. That's, that's different. And even those athletes, when you hear interviews say, don't drink Gatorade, don't eat those bars. Th- that's not what they're doing. Right. But we think that they are. We're being sold this thing that we need these things. And it's like hydrating. And we've talked about this also where people are like, oh, I got to hydrate. And they start gulping it down. No, you're supposed to sip. Just sip. But, this, but then what happens is somebody uses the word electrolytes. And someone goes on this whole, I need more electrolytes. And you're like, uh, okay, I haven't eaten in a day and a half, but okay. And I'm working harder than you in your lesson. You don't need electrolytes. You need some energy, stamina. <laughs> you, need to, you need to learn to, ready? You need to learn to work through the discomfort and, or let me say, actually, I, I take that away. I'm, I'm going to retract what I just said. You don't need to work through this discomfort. You need to accept the discomfort. And you had also spoken about this. Wow, this is this is like back in time. Like we're rehashing our old old memories. Our old dating. Our old dating. It was such a good relationship, Claude. <laughs> I really love going on dates with you. That when you don't accept that when you're working out, the minute you feel like it's you're stressing your body. 
I, I, I need a break. But that's actually the point you need to get to. You need to get to the point where you're really uncomfortable, you're really sweating, where you elevate your heart, where you are pushing yourself to that point. And I find that when most people do that, they want to back off. And I just had a lesson with Flail, one of my high school kids. He's great. Flail is awesome. One of my favorite, favorite students of all time. And he's got tennis trouts coming up. And I said, We're gonna, you're going to hit 50 backhands mini tennis right now. But I want full form. I want the full technique. And if you mess up, we're just gonna we're not gonna move on to you do this today. We we're just we're, we're grooving the stroke today. We're gonna hit every angle, every part of the court. Your goal is fifty. He was drenched in the mini tennis, drenched, just nonstop. Forty five, net. Do it again. Thirty two. Well, do it again. Oh, oh. I'm like shouldn't have worn the sweatshirt, huh? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm getting hot. He's like, I'm getting really hot here. But he wanted it to be over. And I said, and I said, no, this is what it takes. This is what makes you better. Working through this. And the minute you start feeling that discomfort, the minute you realize your heart is pounding, the minute you realize you get, it's like, I got a cramp. I'm like, okay. All right. Sounds great. Let's go. This is where you want to be. This is where you want to live. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling hungry. Great. Let's move through this. You'll get past it. I did also. But what happens is we want to put the Band-Aid on immediately. The minute we start really working, the minute we really feeling start feeling hungry, we want to, we want to put something in our stomachs. We want to drink something. We want to do some, versus just let's sit in it. Can we just sit in it longer? Well, I think part of the reason that we do that is because there's we you know we've gone we've gone from a resting working life to a nonstop life, you know. So it's a big deal. We're living a nonstop life now, and that's very different than what we've done for the preceding hundreds, if not thousands, of years. <laughs> you know, there was time when we just rested and didn't do much, just observed thought whatever and i'm not talking sleep <laughs> i'm talking in your waking life and now we've gone to a non-stop life and it's like okay we're going to this now we're going to that now we're going to this now we're going to that and we gotta and we gotta fuel up if we're gonna do that because you don't know when you got to keep your energy levels up you got to keep going and it occurs to me that we're also so conditioned like there's an analogy there we're so conditioned like when we go into the restaurant by you're going to get a hamburger and fries, right? And that's what the meal comes with. And you can sub out a vegetable. You say, well, could I, could I have broccoli or do you have something else I can have with it? And they'll say, yeah, we'll see what we got. And we got green beans. And you're like, green beans. Okay, fine. I'll take green beans. You know, and it's like, can I, you know what? I don't want that kind of a bun. Can I get like a wheat bun or something? Hmm. We have uh, just the old egg sugar bun. Sorry. Or you say, you know what? Fine. I, I just won't take a bun. You know what I mean? And vegetarians have suffered with this for eons. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's only within the last 10, 20 years where there's actually vegetarian options on the menu. Right. And so it occurs to me that there's a lot of just conditioning and messaging. And maybe that's what this episode is about. Again, counter messaging. You don't need to eat. You can sit in it. 
and you don't need to grab for the big protein fill, you know, when you go out to eat or when you get something to eat. So I'm gonna do some more research on this because what I'm gonna, because again, remember, even the makers of this documentary has an agenda. They want you to eat more, I know it sounds bad. <laughs> I'm about to say it, but it does. They want you to eat more fruits and vegetables. Can you believe it? They're brainwashing you to eat the really healthy things. But <laughs> yeah. do you know what I'm saying? But I'm trying, to, I'm trying to see the it's, evil. It's it's not that, it, but it's still an trying, agenda. I'm not trying yeah. to say dark, uh, use the four dark side, light side here. I think I'm I say, but there is an agenda <laughs> that we want you to eat more fruits and vegetables. I got I was, it. It was but funny. That's an agenda. I, I, I saw one of the comment. I looked it up and this was in a previous documentary that they had made. Gravitas does this. I forgot their Gravitas Ventures, I think is the production company and they do these. And so it was funny because I saw, I don't know, an IMDB review of it or something like that. And it was like, <laughs> the first one was like a total troll review. It was like, great. All we need is a bunch of, is a bunch of like goody two shoe people <laughs> trying to tell us what to do with their stupid hidden agenda. Go ahead. You know what I mean? Like you think you're so smart or whatever. And I was like, okay, yeah. Sure. I mean, I fail to see. He's not saying buy my product. <laughs> he's not saying, he's not saying you're going to die. He's just saying, I think he's a guy, the guy who produced it, a guy who is struggling like all of us against the stream of everything that's out there and is like a little angry at it, a little overwhelmed by it, and a little yearning for other choices and trying to put out a counter message. Because there's a lot of messaging out there that's telling us constantly, this is what you should do. And it's, you know, look, it's not right, but it is in your face. <laughs> it's everywhere you can. I mean, it's, it's because it's available. Even if they're not telling you what to do, it is what's available. So you can't just ask for, could I have something different? You know, there is water available in bottles at the tennis club that I go to They you can purchase water or you can purchase Gatorade, which is pretty cool. You know, they have, they at least have that option. So if you don't, if you didn't bring your bottle of water, they also have a water fountain if you want to drink out of the fountain, but you know, it's still in your face. There's a lot of stuff that's in your face and it's like, okay, well it's hard to resist to some degree, you know? And do you think that having this nonstop life allows for this counter messaging as far as so it allows for that but then two it lets us off the hook for feeling the hunger or feeling like they're quick things so when you keep jumping around at you because you can't sit anything long enough where you actually would get uncomfortable does i don't know if i'm explaining this correctly i think the nonstop life feeds nicely into the agenda of the food, the processed food manufacturers, because it's like, Hey, we're here for you. We gotcha. And, and the fast food restaurants too. We're here for you. Don't worry. You don't have to make time to make dinner, to go to the, the store and purchase those vegetables and then figure out what to do with them. That's a lot of work. Just get in line at the fast food place. We got you covered. Right. I mean, I think it just, it naturally just feeds itself right into that. And, you know, it's it to take the time to create a balanced meal and to shop and to do all that stuff. At first, it seems daunting, 
but it's actually not once you get used to it. Yeah, but right? hold on. But you don't need your body doesn't need a balanced meal every day. That, that, that's remember your body operates on on a cumulative effect. Yeah. So you don't need to have protein and this and this and this all on the plate. You could just eat some nuts one day. Then the next day, you could just eat some vegetables. The right. ne- we, we, again, there we go. There's some messaging. You, you even said it, a balanced on the plate. That's actually not true. Right. I only had vegetables yesterday and some water. That's it. Right. I'm fine. Right. Right. And, and this is the thing of this concept that we have to have this variety. Again, these are adding. So, this then, so if you put that out there and then you have, you're super busy. Oh, I can't do it. I'll just, that leads right into, I need something that's easier, pre-packaged, pre-made for me. Because ready, and this, I think this is a problem with cuisine. Cuisine has made people feel like they have to make something. And again, I am somebody that likes to cook, but as I've gotten older and I'm really trying to just enjoy the earth's food, the way it is with a little, right? And I, and I do like my grilled vegetables. I do like that. But I don't try to jazz it up. I'm not trying to do that. I, wanna, I, wanna li- I want to eat simply because I believe that that's what's best for my body and in the way I am. And I'm just suggesting that if you go down that route, things become a little bit easier. It's not a chore to walk into the grocery store, walk through the fruit and bed, and boom, 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 boom. You go and you're out. It doesn't take a long time. And then you basically, if you're broiling, apparently the oven has a broiler, which I've discovered. <laughs> Who knew? It's like an upside down grill in your, uh, I mean, it's crazy. What have I been doing the last 40 years not broiling? Yeah, but I mean, right? to be so, fair, people, people do, you know, you eat a lot of the same thing over and over, the same prep style, the same everything. People do like variety. You know no, I mean? no, but I'm, but I'm mixing up <clears throat> those things that I'm eating. Sure, but they like sauces and people like, you know, they like to- Okay, so but then you've yeah. got to have sauce day where you pre-make all the sauces and, right. and then you put them in the freezer. For and, sure. Right? So that has to be part of your, your process. Then. I think that the bigger thing is that people look at protein as the quick and easy, simple solution. Like, well, I had this, I had that, you know what I mean? Like I had a steak and I got my iron, <laughs> you know what I mean? I got my iron. I, I had, you know, I had fish, so I got my omega three, <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, okay, but that's, you know, uh, I mean, it, there, there's not a lot of fiber there and you got one potentially you got one nutrient omega three, but what did you really what else did you do for your body? You know what I mean? And you, since you didn't get fiber and you got that one nutrient is that, and that's, I think really that's the idea behind the balanced thing. You know, I don't think that balanced, a balanced meal is that bad. I think that the idea was that you're going to get a little bit of, you're going to get some fiber from this. You're going to get some protein from that. And you're going to get some other nutrients and minerals from these types of things. And so that was the idea is to provide sort of, to provide a more fulsome picture to your body, 
to when it's going to digest. I think that was the idea behind a balanced meal because they were trying to send a message and it didn't work (laughs) because of the American lifestyle that, you know, don't just choke down. Oh, so so it was a way to introduce these other things. I believe it was. I believe it was. And I believe it was. To, to be mindful because I don't know how many people you've ever gone out to eat with that you know you've you're you're like you know they just they get a plate full of food so they get the meat and then they get the vegetables and the whatever and they barely touch which is a lot of kids they don't touch the vegetables and they eat a little bit of the rice but they choke down all the meat you know and it's like that, okay that's but- that's me <laughs> Like, I'll get to the, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to eat this. Like when I saw that steak, I'm like, oh, that looks really good. I'm going to eat that first. Totally. Right. But the idea is that to, I guess it was to remind you, you know what I mean? Like, Got it. Got don't it. eat. And then maybe, but the problem is the meat portion was so big and it's obviously so attractive that you're like, <laughs> it's like taking a kid out and they, you, you give them a, it, it's a burger with some chips or a burger with some chips and something. They eat all the chips. <laughs> and then they eat the bun and then they eat some of the meat and you're just like at some level people are like oh that's kids but it is kids but you're also you gotta be careful because you're conditioning your kid you're allowing your kid to condition himself or herself like okay well this is this is the way i eat this meal and you you know and so i think that was the idea and the idea behind the protein thing that i i just wanted to underscore was that we're so we we get on these kicks in America and we're like, well, this is, this is the solution. Like this is the solution. Just eat more. I I go and I see the paleo diet when I go, you know, I go to the, I go to whole foods and it's like, this is paleo friendly, you know? And it's like, it's, it's another kick, you know, but I guess it's fun. And I guess at some level, it's a great way to sell stuff and paleo, you eat more vegetables. So how can you go wrong with that? But you're eating a lot of meat and you're ignoring grains and grains are still, important to have, you know, and it's like, and I think that's the idea behind the balance thing too. There really, there's an implicit message here with the protein thing, which is you, you know, try to do everything in moderation. Don't just choke down a big thing of meat and think you're, yeah, but hold on. That drives me crazy. I, we gotta, we gotta stop that word. Sorry. I'm just gonna, I'm going to stop you there for a second. Because for me, the word people use that word. I have a knee jerk moderation. If you listen to what they said in the documentary, in other countries, they have a few pieces of meat to feed, like, and what they were showing was like, you know, eight pieces or nine pieces of a two inch by one inch strip of beef in the rice to season it. It wasn't for the meat. It was to season the rice. That is a completely different version of moderation to feed eight to 10 people. That is not what we do in this country. That is not. Well, their portion sizes are totally different too. No, I know. But so when you say moderation, Mm -hmm. I think that's something else. What does moderation mean? Like that, everybody can can interpret moderation what they think is moderation. Moderation itself, again, ready? How much... If it's if protein's almost in everything you're eating, then why and there's never been protein deficiency, then you never need to worry about it again as a tennis player. You're good. Have an apple if you're hungry. Get some fiber in you. Which- well, the, I think the idea about to be fair to the word moderation and the people who are saying it is I think the idea was to sit there and say, you know, don't 
when you eat, and this goes back to the balanced meal, don't just choke down one thing and then walk away. And I know you were saying that the body can function just fine like that, but I think what they were trying to do is the the powers that be were trying to say, listen, have a little of this, a little of that, and a little of this, instead of like a lot of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the that's the that's the thing. You know, I mean people people will go out to breakfast and they'll have you know, bacon and eggs, and there's some hash browns. There's really, the hash brown potatoes are so fried and oiled, there's really not a lot of nutrition there. There's a, there's some fiber there, but then they usually have white toast, right? And that purports to be a balanced meal, but it's not really that balanced because there's not a lot of fiber there. It's just a huge amount of protein and animal fat, you know? And, um, so anyway, I just think it was important. I, I agree. You know, I think moderation depends on what you're moderating and you have to be careful, but I think that the intention of this whole thing was good. And the idea behind the protein thing, again, we go back to it because especially in the tennis arena and any sport, you know, you're told over and over that you got to have protein, that you're breaking your body down. And without the protein, you're going to, your muscle is going to start to eat itself your body's going to start to break down. And it's interesting you don't really do that, right? You don't really you don't really follow that. For a guy who is very active and is always out there, you don't you refuel once a day, you know? And that's it actually surprises me because I would think that your body would become under more stress because you're you're not you're not like I would think you would eat something big and not big, but you'd have a a breakfast and maybe you'd skip lunch, but you'd have, you'd have two meals a day. You know what I mean? You used to do that, right? Yeah. I just not hungry. And then your body ends up again, if we're going to go with skinny being healthy, right? Like I have body fat, right? And your body then ends up storing it, right? Some of the fat, right? But if, why is that's not necessarily bad at my age, right? You know what I'm saying? Because I need that fat to fight off. If I get sick, right, that could, I need that stuff. So there's this trade-off, right? Where again, you take all these, again, I don't think that these things were conspiracy theory maliciously done, but then when you go with skinny is healthy, fast lifestyle, you, you know, that you need three meals a day, which, right, all these things, it ends up becoming this weird, it's like somebody that, another guy I follow is Steve Maxwell. I'm a big fan of Steve Maxwell. He's all about mobility for life. He's a jujitsu master. And he says he sees guys, young guys at the gym, and they're like pumping out, like one, two, three, four, five, you know, like just rip it out. Like I did 400 single arm presses right. and he's like and you're destroying your joints and you could do five super slow because it's actually time under load time under tension that's going to build that so this idea that you know i did 400 push-ups this is a new thing do 100 push-ups a day here's one do 10 and go down on a 10 count hold it for 10 seconds, and then go back up on a 10 count. Just do 10 of those versus one, two, three, four, like as fast as you can. And then like you get fall in love with the number. You know what it just occurred to me is that we, 
as you're talking about this, we, in, in this life, we don't want to be told what to do, <laughs> right? How dare you? Don't tell me I can't eat this or I can't eat that. We've got this whole thing. But at the same time, <clears throat> we're getting sick. We're not feeling good. We're low on energy and we're getting into these bad habits and we are being told what to do. That's the funny part. For as much as everybody's like, how dare you tell me what to do? All this stuff. I'm going to eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it. You're being told what to do anyway, Bo. I mean, come on. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Oh, we got Bo in the house. Bo's a friend of Bob's. <laughs> the point is, is that we're being told what to do anyway. The billboards are telling us what to do. The advertisements on the internet and on TV, they're telling us what to do. They're telling us they're making suggestions. This is the life you should lead. So for anybody out there who's like, you guys are insane. This is nuts. Why are we even talking about this? Is because we are being told what to do. And the question is, who are you going to listen to? And, and what are you going to do? And it's a struggle for people. It's a real struggle because there are lots of diets out there. There's lots of information and people jump to one thing to another. We really need to have a standard. We really need to have a standard that we, we can, at least a lot of us can agree on. And I think that's where the food pyramid came from. I think that's where some of this stuff came from, but we're being told what to do anyway. So why don't we figure out what we want to be told what to do? Like, I don't understand that. Well, that's, we have to start looking. We have to look into things that, that's why these, that's why we live in a great time for podcasts. I mean, we're so, I mean, we are lucky because there are, we are the counter message and we listen to other podcasts and don't just listen to us, do the research. That's the whole idea of we're, we're planting the seed like the industries, like the advertisers that says, listen, if you make that choice, that's fine. Go with it. If you're all protein person, great. But at least do all the research. My kids watch a, after tennis sometimes, we watch SpongeBob and they run a whole series of commercials. So I now see the commercials they're still pelting people with. And I told you, yeah. there's the whole, bring out the tiger. Yeah. Are you a tiger? You know, for the frosted flakes or whatever which has zero nutritional anything right and and there's a number the lucky charms they show the <laughs> they show the leprechaun dancing around and the kids now have colored hair and he has colored hair and there's the colors for the food and all this other stuff but then there's this other one and the thing is i am the counter message i'm sitting there while my kids are whatever and so this commercial comes on and it says i can't remember the exact exact statistic but it was something like Six out of ten children are chronically dehydrated, and and, and six out of ten and are chronically dehydrated. This was their their spiel, right? And the problem is, kids are watching this, and they're even if they're not going to buy their product, they're they're being pelted with a statistic. They're being told what to do. They're being told that you are dehydrated. Well, maybe I am dehydrated. My mouth is feeling a little dirt, a little dry. Maybe I. Maybe I am feeling, I, I don't know, you know? So then you're creating like this anxiety. You're creating the fear because like, ah, and then who can solve my problem? Da, 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 to the rescue is goo, <laughs> right? And it's like, and, and the thing is we are being told what to do. Our kids are being told what to do while you're busy work at work or while you're busy, whatever. And your kid is watching television after school. And yes, there are kids still watching, especially, you know, latchkey kid, whatever. Your, your kids are being told what to do. 
they're being told what to do by the advertisers. They're chronically dehydrated. And then when they're in the super, I mean, I've had my kids, we walk into a store and I've had my kids, we walked on the cereal and they're like, dad, there's the cereal, there's the cereal. And I say to them, yeah. And what's that cereal about? What's in there? And they're like, oh, there's a lot of sugar and there's a lot of salt. And that's, and they don't really understand all that connection because they're still young. But I mean, think about that. They're, we're being told what to do, whether we like it or not. And so the idea behind bringing this up and putting this in front of people is, you know, consider that there's, you should be told what to do. Maybe you can be told what to do, but maybe you should be thinking about what you're being told. I mean, I think that's really what the, the whole point in bringing this up is think about what you're being told. When you go to a restaurant and you order a meal and these are the options, that's basically telling you what, what, to do and you can try to change it but then that's like well i don't know if we got a we could work around for it when you go to the supermarket and this is what is available to you yes there's a vegetable aisle but there's no recipes there's no how many vegetable aisles do you walk in where there's literally like an ipad sitting there saying delicious romulade with if you use your if you use your tomatoes just right and you saute and there should be like a video like these videos that show you how to there's none of that but boy oh, that's can, a good idea hit the smarticles button quick, quick can, we haven't used it yet oh, you can walk to the right okay in, ready? The, ve in the vegetable aisle just have yes! like have like yes! a series of ipads that are up there's like 10 of them and they're each showing a different thing or you just you can look up what you're about to buy and then it says, but see, everybody assumes though that you have your phone, right? See, th this is the thing though, that everybody has yeah, a you phone. You have your phone, but you're probably talking to somebody on it or you're listening to a podcast, maybe ours or whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying you're not, you're not, you're not, you think you gotta pull it out of your pocket. This is in your face. No, no, you, no, that's good though. Because as you're walking by, you could see the white roots that I bought being made into something. It's like, oh, that's what you do already. Here's one, how to clean the damn thing. <laughs> like, how do you prep this? I don't know. I've never made this before. Well, what's nice is it's already rolling. It's like a commercial. And that might suck you in to buy that. Yeah, it's already rolling. And you're like, oh, you know what? I'm I'm now. Why aren't uh, the companies that do the vegetables doing that? I don't know. I mean, if I, why aren't the supermarkets doing that? Why? But Maybe because there's not enough money in it. There's not enough money made in. They sell vegetables and fruits because people want them to make food but there's a lot more money in the package stuff. Maybe because it's already, you know, think about that. And it, well, the package stuff has a longer shelf life. Oh yeah. You can make it and keep it out there for two months until it sells or you just throw it in the, in the clearance bin or you throw it out. But I mean, the, the, the think about that. We're already being told what to do. So for everybody who's listening to this episode going, thinking to themselves, God, man, another vegetarian thing. Are you trying to push your agenda? Are you got the whatever. Listen, you're already being pushed. <laughs> you're already being pushed. You're When you go to a restaurant, whether you're, you're at a store, you're already being pushed. The question is, is what other messages are out there and how can you get to them and how can you can make careful decisions that can change your life and they can change your life to give you energy. And you know, you don't have to just buy what they're selling protein. It's there. You don't need to stock up on it. That's the message that we're getting right now. Yeah. What are those guys, the end of the world people who buy like the, Oh, the uh, uh, preppers doomsday preppers. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They're yeah. where they got all yeah. the, they order the Costco skid of, <laughs> survival whatever 
and they've got like they're prepping for M, the, they've the, got like the new M, world order they've the got takeover. like three m4s and and they've got magazines and they're they got a bunker somewhere they got an escape apartment or so they got cool. a, i love that stuff <laughs> i love that stuff okay i mean i yeah but so but yeah protein you don't have to like go bananas you can do, hey go bananas instead of the protein you know i mean the the point is that it we're in a society that overvalues protein okay hold on a second and why aren't ready again you, you want to talk about elite sports and tennis why isn't the tennis channel talking about what pro athletes eat what they're what the pro tennis players are doing why aren't they talking about these things uh, again right it's just how, how do you promote a sport with tennis plus tennis channel and all these things but there's never a thing on with nutritionists. On yeah, it's it. funny because when you like, read crazy. when you read Rafa's biography or autobiography, he talks about the meals that he preps and the meals he eats before he plays. He doesn't really talk about it when he's outside the cycle, but he definitely talks about how he's very careful about the food choices that he makes. Not just foods that could give him gas, but foods that give him energy and foods. And he eats the same thing. He's like plain pasta. And then he'll have maybe pasta with a little bit of oil. And he'll have, like he has a very, very bland diet, you know, but he's trying to achieve something. And for people who aren't necessarily trying to achieve that something, you can still you could spice it up a little bit, but you could still follow people like that. And that would be a great influence too. It's like, Hey, I'm so-and-so and look what I'm having for dinner. You know what I mean? Like, Holy cow, you know? <laughs> and I mean, but, but also having be... that honest conversation of I'm a pro athlete. You're not, this yeah. is what my team of people helps me to eat and why now take this to your life. And you need a fraction of this. We, we have this exorbitant, Thing more is better yeah more is better i'm really like the, the, you said the doomsday prepper yeah that's what that is it's like i'm gonna store my body and i'm good man. more is better more is always better you know and it's yeah i mean we we see that over and over but i do think the protein thing where you know everybody's out there telling you to eat more protein you got to have protein you got to have extra protein got to have extra protein what we're saying here is is that just consider how much that you really need to eat and do you really need to overconsume it and can you right. get it from alternative sources we're not saying go, go be vegan go we're, we're not, not saying, saying go, go vegan we're not saying that cuz we we love meat but at a certain point it's pretty and and this is the last thing i'll say there was another film that i had watched a while back and it included this guy who wrote the china study t colin campbell and they talked about how in the 19 um in world war 2 that when Hitler invaded, they were able to create, find statistics, especially when Hitler invaded the Netherlands. And they were, and what happened is, is that the, the German army came in and they sucked up all of the protein. They sucked up everything. So they left nothing but the, the scraps, the potatoes and the vegetables for everybody. And they wanted to fuel their army. So they did. And what happened was, is the incidence of heart disease plummeted between the ages <laughs> of between, between the years of like the late thirties and the mid forties, the incidence of heart disease related problems just plummeted. And then after Hitler was gone and out of power, heart disease started to go back on the rise again. 
and it was the protein. You know, they showed they showed the statistics. They kept track of this stuff. This is not boogie boo. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, well, then maybe there's another little piece of it. I mean, they just did it with that graphic that you saw where there's a correlation between heart disease and protein. So it's just, you know. there was. I was just watching on Netflix The Lost Kingdom of Pirates, which is a like docudrama on the golden age of piracy from like 1714 to 1721 in that era. And <clears throat> the era which you wished you uh, lived. No, actually, no, I don't wish I lived. I'm fascinated by it. And I actually got my band name, Theft of the Gallows, from Colin Woodward. His book was called The Lost Republic of Pirates. And that phrase was in there. So I was like, oh, it's a great name from a band. But anyway, he's interviewed, all these authors are interviewed <clears throat> in that. And I believe it was him. It could have been another author. It was another guy that wrote the book, Be More Pirate. But he was saying in England at that time, there was such a discrepancy between the haves and the have-nots. So the haves could afford sugar. And sugar was coming from these plantations with slavery and everything. Right. So the, the plantation owners had, because they could afford the sugar and were making it, their their teeth, they were all teeth were rotting <laughs> and all the poor people had really healthy gums. Right. Is it, right. So there we go that you're looking at the have and have nots. And I laughed because I was thinking, well, that's the same thing as, you know, everybody needs to have a computer and it needs to be on their screen. Just because you can afford a steak doesn't mean you should have it. Right. Just <clears> or have a little bit of it. Like you don't need to have the, you right, know. right, right. But we get this envy humans get this envy of yeah. oh i want that thing that they have yeah. like that it's you know coveting another or man's maybe not maybe not even that but also it's a sign of it's a sign of um arrival it's a sign of status it's a status symbol but that's it's a status, status symbol to go to to go to like a steak joint to go to a steak joint and to go there and order a hundred dollar meal is this i mean think about this you go to a steak yeah. joint what do you do you show up at a steak joint and they go, here's the menu, and you go, oh, that's awesome. Um, does this come with anything? And they're like, it comes with steak. And you're oh, like- Oh, no, that's that's <clears> the <throat> a la carte coming around. <laughs> well, you're like- You have to add to this. Yeah, you're like, you're like, wait a second, so it's $50, and I get what? And you're like, a steak, a really good steak. And they're like, well, what if I want to order vegetables or something else with that? They're like, well, you can order that. But it's okay. There's a yeah. Would you like a side of super gooey cream spinach. cream spinach, or would you like you know whatever? But even that, all those sides are like ten twenty dollars for a side. So if you want to, if you want to, if you want a, a balanced, but you know you want to include other things, they'll give you table bread sometimes. But you're you're up to seventy five hundred dollars for one meal, and it but it's a status thing. People like that. People like to go and they're like, yeah, I just went to, I won't mention it, but went to wherever. And I spent, we spent 300. I took my wife out. We had some cocktails. We had, Think about the absolute shock you're putting your body into. We ate like a 16 ounce piece of meat, hardly any fiber. And we drank, we choked down like six beers. <laughs> your body, your body hold is on, like. Hold on. Can I, can I get um, a cup of coffee after that? 
and a piece of cheesecake because that sounds really good. And now it's and now it's <laughs> and I'm not joking. Here. And now it's oh, and now yeah. it's nine o'clock at night. And now it's nine o'clock at night, and I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> like, okay, okay. What is, what is that? Your poor body is like. Let me out. But we've stop. Done, you know, we've all done that though. We, yeah, we, you know. We, well, it's a status thing. It also feels good. It's like, oh wow, boy, this is amazing. But think about the sheer shock you're putting your body into. Your body is like red alert. <laughs> Red alert, I'm going down. And you're like, guess what? I'm going to make sure you go down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if the steak wasn't enough to kill you, if the 16 ouncer wasn't enough to put you over the edge, and the six beers or whatever you had, Mai Tais or whatever, guess what? I'm going to give you a cup of coffee, two cups of coffee, and a big piece of cheesecake. Holy crap. Your body <laughs> is like, okay. I'm done. You know what I mean? And you're like, and then you're on the way home and you're like, Oh boy, I don't know why I feel so tired. I don't know why. And, and, then, you have, and then you have breakfast the next morning <laughs> and your body's like, dude, I haven't processed from what we did last night. Okay. I'm still trying to clear the air there. I mean, the body, it takes amazing punishment, amazing punishment. Think about it, but it is a status thing. It's a status thing. It's a status for, thing. For people uh, to sit there that, yes. to say, you know, I went to so-and-so. We had this amazing dinner with blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, great. Well, but that's why You've back, arrived. back in the, you know, 16, 17, 1800s, heavier men, women wanted heavier men because it showed that they could afford things. It was right. a sign of success. Right. I have a successful That man. emaciated looking thing that'll probably outlive the fat guy by at least 20 years. I want nothing to do with him. Because because <laughs> it shows hardship. Okay, right? So there we right. go. So the hardship, well, I think it depends what the hardship is. Right. But the the skinny guy hundreds of years ago was yeah. a sign of someone that did not have status, money, right. connections, that really, really hard worker. But that hard work, that labor, and we're talking like real labor here. Yeah. Right? that that is the thing that keeps them working. How many blue collar workers do you see that are still moving well at 60? And then yeah. you see somebody from a desk job who might depends on their job though. You got plenty of blue collar workers that have injured themselves. Oh, from I, well, absolutely. Stress injuries. Absolutely. For sure. But yeah, I think it's a status thing. And I think, I think I think we have to get away from maybe that's another thing is it's always in our face and we have to also sit there and say actually no it's not a status thing the status thing is getting really good fibrous food whatever really good this prepared you know when I go out to eat the last thing I want is something I could cook at home I always want something that's I know took more prep than just throwing some pasta in a pot. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like that to me is like, I could have made that at home. Come on, you know, give me something that I couldn't or that would take me a lot of steps to do this. Like sushi. It's a good example. I've tried to make my own sushi. It, I don't know if you've ever tried to make your own sushi. It's, I'm, I'm not a sushi guy. Oh, okay. It's brutal. 
It's brutal to do your own sushi rolls. I was doing my own sushi rolls. It's, it's an art to do that whole thing, but it's probably not that good for you too. Cause it's a lot of white rice and it's a lot of, when I think about the shock, I put my body through, I'm like, I'm lucky I'm still but here. But they were just saying that rice is not bad for you. No, it's not. But I'm just saying, I think what they're really saying is that it's the combination of everything. You know, you want to have the rice, but you want to have a lot more vegetables. You want to, you want to have that be the main part of your meal. And the protein thing is fine, but just don't overdo it. Don't eat sushi every single day. Yeah, I don't think your pocketbook can afford that. <laughs> yeah, but no, but I think some people do that. Think they no, and they they said it in the documentary. What was it called again? One more time. Uh, food choices. Food choices. Mm -hmm. That fish is no better than this, than chicken, than this, than that. That if it all has the same value, right, right. But we have been conditioned, and I am too. And I've said to Mike, "Well, fish is, but we're going to have a break from the red meat. Fish is better." Right? I'm the same. I'm totally about that messaging. So I'm going to look into that, right? And there's going to be a ton of counter messaging and there's going to be counter disinformation and real information. And then to filter all this out, you're like, really? I still got to go to work, clean my house and raise my kids and do, or, or whatever you're doing. It doesn't mean you have to have kids. You could be whatever that that's a lot. It's a lot to figure out. Why isn't the food network? working in conjunction with the vegetable manufacturers and or the um, supermarket people, the owners, like Whole Foods, and putting up 10 iPads in every, in every single produce aisle and having all that right there. And it's just replaying over and over and over a recipe, <laughs> one or two recipes that people are actively using those ingredients, actively showing it. And then you'd walk in and you'd be like, wait a second. You're like, I'm just going to pick up some parsley or whatever. And, and suddenly you see a recipe and you're like, they're chopping the parsley and they're putting it in or they're whatever. And suddenly you're like, what recipe is this? And then you do a QR code and boom, you can pick it up and it's on your phone. And you're like, okay, all I need is this, this, and this. Or maybe there's a little micro printer there and you could just press the button and the, and the thing prints out this little, you know, receipt style thing you know, like a receipt and it just, it comes out and you just, you go print, print this. It, you know, they have it like they have it at the checkout for your receipt when you pay by credit card or whatever. And you just press the button and it rips the thing off and you go, okay, there's my little recipe. This is what I need. I need these. Yeah, but why, why does that be paper? Just goes to your email. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, no, but, it, but like, like again, this is this, just this, to make it easy for people. That's all. Yeah. But I'm saying that what's easier than that, that you can put your phone up to it with the little sure. icon and be yeah. like, there it is. I got it on my phone now. Right. Yeah. You do it. Like this is again, those are easy things. Common to do. sense. Those are easy things to do. And they cost, yes, they cost money to roll out the iPads and they could get damaged and all this other stuff. But ultimately uh, you probably sell more product and people would live a, a qu better quality. Okay. Life. So protein. Yeah. Do the, we're saying now, if you liked this episode, start look, do the research, start now to do the research so that you can be healthier, live longer, and ultimately play more tennis. <laughs> like that's really what this is all about. What do you really need to play? I know we keep going all tangentially all over the place, but what do you need to play tennis? What do you need to get out there and playing two, three a big, days a week? You need a big steak. <laughs> Again, we're not saying don't eat the steak. No, we're not. We're saying you can have the steak. Yeah. Don't have the steak 
five times a month. And you might be surprised how much more energy you have by not having all that. You and might I, actually I, be surprised. And I do encourage people, if you don't have any underlying health issues, that to try to skip and give yourself at least a 16-hour window of not eating. Yeah. And I would recommend that at night. Stop eating by 7 or 8 p.m. and then do not eat again until noon. So this was good. Yeah, I think uh, I think we rocked each other's bodies because we helped figure out. Yeah, you're right. But you also rocked my brain because now I'm really, I got to really look at, I'm going to look into this myself more. This was great. You totally set me on a, a journey now about this. Well, good. And I hope it set our yes. listeners on a journey because I think more people need to consider that they are being messaged and what counter messages they want to create for themselves. In order to rock your body, you got to rock your brain. Do the research. I like that. Do the research, baby. You got to rock your brain. Maybe in order to rock your brain, you got to rock your body. Maybe it works the other way. I want to rock right now. I'm Rob Bates and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known throughout the mic. Thank you for joining us.